Good afternoon. Welcome to our pre-match press conference to preview our game against West Ham United. Before we start, we're just going to observe a moment's silence to pay respect to our chairman, Bill Kenwright, who sadly passed away this week. Thank you for that. We'll start off with Vinny from Sky. First of all, how are you after the sudden news about Bill Kenwright this week? Uh, yeah, we we sort of ran it as a group. You know, obviously some had a bigger connection with the chairman than others due to their time here, particularly Seamus. Um, myself in a different way, obviously um, being quite close to him over a, a period that was difficult for him and his family as well with illness. Um, so yeah, it's a, a, a big loss, that's for sure. The players have spoken about the text messages they used to receive off him. I take it the manager also received those kind of text messages as well. Is there anything you can yeah. disclose to us? No, he's always, I mean, he's incredibly supportive. Um, I was reading some of uh, uh, Moise's comments, you know, saying as a young manager how supportive he was. He was supportive to me, uh, sort of older manager, if you like, you know, a bit more rounded in it. And he was he was nothing but supportive, even through some some hard times. You know, he's he's been someone to pick up the phone to. Um, always got time for you, and always wanted to find out what was going on, really, and get a you know touch base of what the feel in the camp was, the players, the mood, individuals, and uh, often telling me all of his wisdom about Everton Football Club and what we should be doing. <laughs> so, uh, but always, always in a supportive way. I must make that clear. What were those pearls of wisdom? No, I mean last season was, you know, it's fair to say that we shared a, a moment that is an odd big moment of course you know because you don't want to be having big moments that are at the bottom of the league but to stay up on the last day in the fashion we did um, and to sort of share that with him um, that was a big moment and he felt probably differently than me how big that was you know after a, a tough season for many different reasons so that was certainly a very big moment one that he was very pleased with and very proud of. You might have touched on it there but I just wonder what the abiding memory of him for you will be. Do you know, it's a bit of an odd one for me because there's the football side, but a lot of what I learned about him was, was not actually the football side about his, the strength of what he'd done in the theatre. You know, I knew, I knew he was in that world, but I didn't realise how powerful it was and how many lives he'd touched, you know, along the way um, in what he does on that side of his life, not on the football side. So I, so I think I was intrigued by that side of it, some of the relationships, uh, relationships he'd had with people and some famous people and stars and, you know, some little quirky stories about people and that sort of thing. So... Um, you know, I must say, is uh, just on the human level, I thought he was a he was a perfect gentleman, and, and always had, uh, always enjoyed listening to him about his stories about his own life, not about necessarily just Everton Football Club and myself and the team. So, how fitting is it that this weekend you face a David Moyes side as well? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the twists of life are, are, are weird and wonderful, you know. And, um, I get, I've always gotten well with Moyes. He's always been very supportive of myself when I was younger. Myself, you know, as a younger manager, um, so I look forward to seeing him. But it's just a strange one that we happen to be playing a manager who meant so much to the chairman and vice versa. So uh, yeah, but anyway, it'll be good to see him um, anyway to catch up. And then obviously with all the news this week. In some ways, is that what you're trying to achieve here in the in a relatively short term, trying to build the kind of foundation that Dave Moyes, Bill Kenwright, had put in during David Moyes' time in charge here? 
I think somewhat. I think, you know, my own interpretation and version of it, but I think there was a lot of um, good around that period about the the strength of the club, the team and the connection, things that I've spoken about, you know, and I, I think it's still valid even in the modern era. Um, and it seems such a short time ago, but of course it was quite a while ago now, but amazing. I think it was 11 years, Moisey, had it, wasn't it? Yeah, 11 years. I mean, amazing. I used to look from a distance, marvel at his sides. I knew a few of the players, Timmy Cale, obviously, who I played with at Millwall and created a real um, a tough side but a good side you know with real underlying quality and I think we've been trying to sort of get not necessarily mirror that by any means but sort of make a version of that um, for what the club news now and then going forward so I think there are some uh, characteristics of his sides and the way they work that we definitely want here what do you see in this West Ham side now as well that maybe equates to what you're saying there? yeah I think he's uh, I mean it's a slightly different group he's got there obviously but I think a lot of the things that you know you usually get with with his sides, they usually they're competitive, they they work, but they can play as well. And you know he tries to find that balance between a team that can defend, but a team that can still um, get the attacking side of the game right. So of course his, his sides are always difficult to play against, or certainly my experience anyway. Off the pitch, though, Sean, it's obviously been reported this week that the Premier League are pushing for a 12-point deduction if the club is found guilty of breaching profit and sustainability rules. What are your thoughts on on that even being a possibility? I think there's loads of stories out there about things nowadays, particularly things of that this type, you know. But at the end of the day, it's the, the commission will decide, and when they do, we'll, we'll find out. But even without knowing that verdict, does it feel like the pressure's been cranked up somewhat with that, even that possibility? No, I think, to be honest, ever since I've been here, there's been pressure. There's pressure on all sorts, you know, around Everton Football Club. And we've been trying to, to sort of stay calm within lots of different challenges here. Um, I think we mostly have done trying to get things right on the pitch or better certainly um, and trying to improve other areas of the club and there's so much noise here to be honest that it's just another part of it you know and uh, like I say trying to change the noise put it in a more uh, positive um, feel about the club not just the team about the whole club we're trying to work to do that and you know every time you just about get in there another thing comes up so uh, you know it's, it's one of the things obviously then finally for me a run of wins would help the consistency and the level of performance has been there just not being able to churn out win after win after win yeah three out of four and then obviously the game last weekend I think it's fair to say was affected by a decision um, I think we all know that so that's slightly an anomaly especially in such an important game but I've said all season I think the performance levels have been generally good there are details of course that need um, working on but but lately I think there's They've been good. I think there's a good feel of the group. I think the energy, the, the commitment to the cause has been good, and I think that's important as a base to work from. And some of the quality has been good. So we've, we've got to continue to work and fine-tune and players getting you know, that, that kind of uh, connection, on-pitch connection with slight changes. Um, it's shown good signs, but of course, inevitably, it's got to win. And that's it's what Jack we're trying to do. I take it none of the injured players back. Uh, no, Shams is back at training with us fully now, but obviously he's been out for quite a while, so we will need more of just just training to get that sort of uh, um, general fitness and then games as well because um, of the length of time. Um, Delhi's still a bit away, uh, Andre's still a bit away as well. Thanks, Vinny. We'll go to Mike at Radio Merseyside. Just to get back to Bill Kenwright briefly, how important and influential was he in? in your coming to Everton and, and how did he sell the club? I, I know you know a lot about Everton anyway, but chatting to Bill would be kind of different, I, I suspect. Yeah, he certainly didn't have to sell the club uh, to me, but I think the, I, I, you know, I was told a number of years ago that he, he was, I was a manager he liked, um, but you know, yes, different things about different people, but I told someone who knew him quite well, I always thought, you know, I could do a, a good job and um, possibly one day for Everton Football Club. 
Um, and then my day came around, and he was a big influence in that. Um, obviously, I met with the owner, Mr. Mishiri, as well, and, and it went through the interview process. But I think the chairman was a big influence in bringing me to the football club. So, you know, I think that's uh, a, a, certainly a debt of gratitude owed to him. So no Ashley Young this weekend because of his, his sending off. You haven't been best blessed this season with, with the full-backs in terms of injuries and, and, and Seamus and others. And, um, Vitaly Mikolenko's had his problems as well, but just beginning to see signs of him, particularly last week against against Mo Salah, that he, he's getting to grips with, with what you want from him. Yeah, I think he's done very well and, and he continues to develop. Um, I think he's adding to his game and I think he was excellent. I mean, we took him off tactically, of course, but to chase a game, but I think he's done very well. Um, and Pato's still learning as well, still a young fullback, still learning. Um, learning from doing it every day and, and playing as well. So, you know, I think there's there's two really good players there. And then obviously with the experience of uh, Seamus and uh, Youngie in a different way. Um, but it's a good good group when they're all fully fit. I think there's a good mixture there. And what does Nathan Patterson need to do in terms of, of bringing consistency to his performances that will, will make him nearer? Uh, well, I think that's it. I think it's consistency. You know, out of defenders, I mean, all players want consistency, but certainly out of defenders. And I think... You know, that, that comes with playing, it comes with natural uh, maturation as a footballer, both through your training schedule, through year on year of learning about the game. Um, and I think he's done pretty well with that, actually. So I think it's continuing his progress and continuing when he's not in the side to learn and, and improve. But I think there's a lot of details that he is doing. Amadou Inanna has so much talent and ability. Uh, he struggles quite often to, to put it all together in, in matches. And I know his passing can be a little bit erratic on occasions, but in the, the two recent games against Bournemouth, which was, I think, one of the best that he's played, and, and even against Liverpool last season, uh, is that an indication of him beginning to get to grips with, with what's required on a match-to-match basis today? Well, he's another young player, you know, he's, he's earning his spurs as he goes, you know, and there will be ups and downs in performances from younger players, there often are. Um, I think bringing it together is the right phrase. You know, I think he's got a lot to offer. Uh, and when it does come together, he's a very, very good player. And it's just the nuts and bolts of his game, learning similar similar in a different way than Paul, you know, learning about the, the nuances of being a Premier League footballer, not just the clean stuff that you can all see, all the positional stuff, anticipating the game, reading the game. They're things that you, you learn as you play. So the more he plays, the more his game, to use that term, bringing it together will, will happen. Um, but we just want to fast track that, of course, and so does he. Thanks, Mike. We'll go to Shamoon, please. Hi, Sean. Uh, Hi. Just on the hearing, um, if there are leaks coming out of it, are you worried that you're not getting a fair hearing? I'm not worried about anything. It's out of my control. I'm just waiting for the, the Commission to do their job and then see what's what. If you do receive a points deduction, do you think there'll be some clubs out there who are happy with that outcome? There's there's no, no outcome yet, so all we've got to do is wait for the outcome. So I'm not going to start talking about things that haven't happened. And uh, one report this week that said uh, Abdullah Dukuri might be close to agreeing to sign a new contract. Are you able to say anything about No, that? Just, just as I always say, we're ongoing with all the players and their agents and just keeping in the loop with all of them. Is, is Abdullah... He's just one of the players who we're, we're keeping in the loop with, with his agent. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Shemaine. Who's next? Please. Yep. Hi, Sean. Um, Hiya. You spoke after the Arsenal match about your players wanting to stand up and sort of take control of the situation. Uh, obviously, you felt no one did that. Up until the sending off last week, do you think your players sort of did that, obviously, looking in against another top uh, top six side? 
Um, I think what we did, the game plan was to kind of absorb the game a little bit, um, take the sort of heat out of it, the feel out of it, away from home, Anfield, of course, and I thought they did a good job with that. I think we kept them to very low-level chances in the first half. And then we were hoping as the game went on to progress more ourselves. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, sending off changes that. Um, we adapted the shape of the team to try and absorb it the second half and look for breakaways. And, you know, it, it sort of was beginning to show signs. Because, yeah, again, I thought we could, you know, limited a a good Liverpool side into very few real chances um, without trying to find that real breakaway we were looking for. Um, it's difficult, you know, it's difficult with 10, 10 players and then a big decision goes against you and that might have changed things. You never know, but it, it might well have changed things. You talked about like the noise surrounding like the points deduction and stuff like that. Like, how, how hard is it to sort of keep the players like away from that and, you know, for them not to be distracted by that? Well, to be honest, I haven't been speaking about it. <laughs> Everyone just keeps asking me about it. So, at the end of the day, the players just go on me playing. You know, it's no, they can't control anything on the outside of this football club or, you know, it's in with the club, but you get what I mean? Nothing, nothing they can do about it. And then they focus on what we're doing on the pitch. And they've been really good this week, I must say. You know, I think they felt a little bit aggrieved with what happened last week with the decision going against them. And I think they've responded in the right manner this week. It's been a very good training week. So I'm looking forward to going into the game. Thanks very much. Thank you. No, I just spoke to uh, Howard and, you know, just made it clear my thoughts on it. Thanks. Any further questions before we move on? No? Okay, thank you.